Thank you for joining us today at Our Savior's Church, where we are one church meeting in seven different locations. We hope that today's message encourages and empowers you on your spiritual journey and helps you grow deeper in your relationship with God. To learn more about Our Savior's Church and how you can get involved, you can visit us online at OurSavior'sChurch.com. jump into one of my favorite passages. It's Psalm chapter 1. So go ahead and turn in your Bibles to Psalm chapter 1. Uh, hey, no condemnation if you have no idea where the Psalms are. Just go to the very beginning of your Bible. There's a whole list of the books there. If you actually have a real Bible, go there, flip there. If you have your iPad, iPhone, wherever, uh, join me there. Uh, if you don't, of course, we have all the scriptures that I'm going to go through today behind me on the screen. But if you're taking notes this morning, which I hope you are, the title of my message is, it actually comes from a song that we all know, If You're Happy and You Know It. Come on, how many of y'all used to sing that? If you're happy and you know it. Hey, if you're happy and you know it today, give God praise for being so good to you last year and give him praise in advance for what he's going to do this year. Come on, y'all can do better than that if you're happy today. Come on, smile. Smile, y'all. Come on. If we're happy and we know it, let's give God some praise. If you're happy and you know it. Let's, let's pray. Father, thank you for who you are. God, thank you for what you've done in our lives. Lord, we are happy today. Not because of our circumstances, not because of what's around us, but because of you, the one who lives within us. And so, come on, let's lift our hands this morning, if you're comfortable. Lord, we lift our hands to you, and we thank you for every good thing. You are good. You only do good. We thank you for this new year. We thank you for all that you have in store for us. And so, Lord, I pray that you would speak to us this morning loudly, clearly, persuasively, and powerfully by your word. And so we give you thanks and praise in advance for it all. In Jesus' name, everyone sit. Amen. All right, let's pick it up this morning in Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. Here's what the writer says to us. Blessed is the man, or the one, the person. Blessed is the one who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the what? Is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. Now, typically this time of year, we like to quote Pastor Chris Hodges, who said that this will be the best year of your life if, everybody say if, if it is the best year of your life spiritually. We say that almost every year. Thank you, Pastor Chris Hodges. It's a great truth. This will be the best year of your life if it's the best year of your life spiritually. And that's really my prayer for you more than anything this year is that you, you prosper and that you do well in your soul. 
that things go well with you spiritually. As a pastor, I hear a lot of bad news, and that's just part of it. I get text messages regularly from people saying, hey, Pastor Scott, this just happened. That just happened. I'm going through this crisis. My marriage is in trouble. Someone in my family just died. Uh, I, I get a lot of bad news. And by the way, it's my job, but it's my joy to walk with you through the pain of your life. I can't walk with every one of you through those, those things personally, but for the ones that I, I am able to walk with, it is, it's a great joy. And I thank God we have a great staff, Pastor David. How many of y'all love Pastor David and Tara? Such <laughs> gifts to our church and, and the entire staff, the entire staff. It's our job and it's our joy. But I hear a lot of bad news. <laughs> and it seems like, you know, of course, before the pandemic, of course, there's always been bad news in the world ever since the fall, <laughs> ever since uh, Adam and Eve fell into sin. But it seems like since that time, there's been more bad news than usual. But I will say here recently, I've been receiving some good news, <laughs> some really good news. As a matter of fact, I've been hearing from some of you, uh, one person in particular just, just said, Pastor Scott, I want you to know that I'm doing so well spiritually. This person said, I, I, I'm just, I'm prospering. I'm doing so well. And when this person told me about the condition of his, his soul and even his life, I said, praise God. Praise God. Because I believe, based on a clear reading of Scripture, it is God's will for all of us to be able to say, it is well with my soul. Can you say that today? It is well with my soul. And I'm not talking about circumstantially. I, I hope that's the case too. How many of y'all are thankful when things go well circumstantially? Everybody, right? But, but I'm not talking primarily about that, though that's involved. I, I'm talking about you prospering in your soul. You prospering spiritually. Because as we just read, as believers, we can be like that tree planted by streams of water. We can be like the tree that yields its fruit, here's the key word, in its season. We can be like the tree that prospers and blooms and grows and that whatever we do, we prosper. Now, someone say, oh, Pastor Scott, are you one of those uh, health and wealth preachers? Well, you've been around here long enough to know the answer to that. I'm not going to get into the money side of things, the financial side of things. What I want to talk to you today about is not about the external things of life and even the important things of life. I want to talk to you about the, the, the most, the ultimate point of life, which is the condition of your inner person, your soul. Because how many of you know you can be doing well financially, but, but dried up and dead spiritually? How many of y'all would be thankful when both are fruitful? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that's another message. Today, I want to talk to you about your soul. I want to talk to you about prospering because I believe it is the will of God that we all prosper in this way. The Bible says that God takes us from faith to faith, strength to strength. Come on, church, glory to glory. Are y'all ready to go to a new level from glory to glory? Are you ready to go from faith to faith? That's God's will for you in this new year. I can say that based on the authority of Scripture. And it can be dry all around you today. But thank God 
If you're in Christ, something supernatural is taking place within you. And how many are thankful for the supernatural, abundant, overabundant, superabundant grace of God at work in our lives? Okay, so that's where I want to go for just a bit here. And I want to show you that spiritual prosperity, it doesn't, it doesn't happen by accident. In other words, you don't just stumble into spiritual prosperity. You don't just stumble into a place where you're like, I'm doing great spiritually. It doesn't happen by, by accident. As a matter of fact, the Bible indicates in your own experience tells you this, that it happens on purpose and it happens for a purpose. Meaning that there's some intentionality behind this, behind this whole enterprise of growing spiritually. And I want to take you back for just a minute and remind you of what Paul says in his letter to the Ephesians. He said that before the foundation of the world, that God chose you in him to be holy and blameless before him. God chose you. This is such a big truth. He elected you. He selected you. He said, they're mine. I'm going to draw them to myself. I'm going to save them. I'm going to set them free. I'm going to make them adopted heirs of the living God. I'm going to forgive them. I'm going to free them. I'm going to give my favor to them. And today, if you're in him, then you have every blessing from him. Paul says that every spiritual blessing that can be named from heavenly places is yours today if you're in relationship with Christ. So watch, I'm building this. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, every single one of them, every good thing God has to give from heaven is yours in relationship with Jesus Christ. So if you want to get God's blessing, the only way that you get that blessing is going to Jesus the Son by the power of the Spirit. And when you're in relationship with Jesus, you have access to everything the Father has to offer. And how many of y'all know the best thing God offers us is himself? Are y'all with me today? Every spiritual blessing is ours through Christ. Not around Christ, but in Christ, in relationship with him. And if you're not a Christian today, if you're not in relationship with him, I I pray that by the end of this service, you will be. Because y'all, I have tasted and I have seen that the Lord is good. And hundreds and hundreds of others here have as well. I know what it means to live in the world, and I know what it means to live in the Word. I know what it means to live outside a relationship with the Lord, and I know what it means to live inside a relationship with the Lord. And there is nothing like being in relationship with God. Can y'all testify to that? It's, yeah, it's amazing. But all this started because God was intentional. He adopted you. He elected you. He selected you for this. And he did so with this aim in mind that you would be spiritually prosperous, that your soul would be made well. And this is our story, isn't it? This is our status. God was thinking about you way before you were thinking about him. But let's get practical today. As we just read in Psalm chapter 1, the Bible provides this picture of who the blessed or blessed person is and how that person becomes prosperous. I love this psalm because it's practical. It not only tells us who the blessed person is, but it tells us how the person becomes that way. 
And this picture painted for us in Psalm 1, this is true for Old Testament believers. This is true for New Testament, New Covenant believers. It's true for you. And if you're taking notes, let me just teach this a little bit and give a foundation, and then we'll, we'll take off later with some application. But this word blessed basically involves this. The blessed person is the one who is favored by God. How many of y'all know favor ain't fair? It's just not fair. There was nothing in you, there was nothing in me that earned the favor. Come on, if you're in Christ today, you're favored. And you should just give God praise for it. God has given you his favor. He has shown you his favor. And so the blessed one is the one who's in covenant with God, the one who's favored by God. And the word blessed here basically means this. You can write it down. It means being in a state of happiness, being in a state of blessedness or happiness. So let, let, me, let me translate. Because you're in relationship with the Lord, because you're in covenant with him, you're happy before him. Because you're in covenant with him and you know everything that you have access to, because you know about all the blessings that are yours in Christ, because you're in covenant with him, then you walk in joy and happiness before him. It's sad when I see Christians who are regularly walking around with a frown on their face. How many of y'all know there's a time to weep? There's a time to laugh. Like I said, it's spiritual renewal. Torn wells makes you laugh. He makes you just like overflow. Just, you want to just laugh with him, give him a hug and like joker. He's just got a great personality that makes you just want to laugh and have a good time. He'll cut you up too. John Bevere, when he preaches, he makes you wonder if you're even saved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? There's a time, and that maybe you see some of that here. I don't know, at Midtown, but with me. But uh, there's a time for everything. I'm not saying that we walk around all the time with permagrin, and, you know, we always have a big Joel Osteen smile on our face. How I many of y'all know there's a time to do that, but there are times when actually to smile is inappropriate. And so we have to be a, a good judge of the situation. We have to be able to identify and to, to, to uh, connect with people where they are. But overall, there's this truth that as believers, because we know we're in covenant with God, because we know that we have every blessing from God, that we should live in this emotional, practical state of happiness. And let me just say this to you today. I've been through some trying circumstances. I've been through some hard times. How about y'all? If you haven't, you will. And I know over the course of my life, I can say this from my experience, not just from the text, that even though I walk through hard times, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my God is good. And I know that my God will meet every need of mine according to his riches and glory. And so are y'all with me? That does something to me. If you're happy and you know it, your face will really show it. Your actions will follow it up. And you will walk like, talk like a redeemed, blood-bought child of the living God. Are y'all with me today? In other words, there's this internal work that produces this external happiness. It's internal, but it's external. You see it. You see it. 
Well, the psalmist says, blessed, blessed is the man, the one, women, you're involved, men, women, all people who are in covenant. Blessed is the one who walks not. Who walks not. I'm going to come back to that. Who walks not. But blessed is this person. We're blessed today. We're happy today. And we're, we're, we're not favored because we're happy. We're happy because we're favored. Did you get that? We're not favored because we're happy. We're happy because we're favored. And so we walk in this lifestyle. But though we're happy, and because we're happy, there's something that we should not do. There's something that we will not do if we take God's word seriously. Let's read it here. Blessed is the man, I just said it, who walks, everybody say walks not, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Now, I'm going slowly here because I want this to just get in your soul. I want you to receive this. Uh, pull up the next slide here. I've given you the Hebrew. I know you don't read Hebrew, but let, let me give you what it, how it sounds in Hebrew. It, it's asherah ha'ish asher lo halach, which the lo halach is so powerful. It means the one who, who does not walk. Blessed is the one who does not walk, who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. Let me say it another way. The happy one, the one who walks in happiness, does not walk in wickedness or with the wicked. They are happy. If you're happy today, it's because you're in relationship with God, but it's also because you, as a man or a woman of God, you do not consult with the wicked. No, oh, I got to be, no, I'm not going to be careful. I'm going to preach. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all know that's true. Listen, if you're happy and you know it, your face and your actions will really show it. And because you're blessed by God and you're happy in God as a righteous person, you're not going to allow just anyone to speak into your life. Yeah. In other words, you're not going to let anyone ruin the happiness of your soul granted to you by God Almighty. Yeah. Is this making sense? Yeah. Let me say it another way. Let me translate it another way. Blessed is the one who does not receive advice or counsel from the wicked. So the question is not, are you being counseled? The question is, who are you being counseled by? And I'm not talking primarily about professional counseling, but by the way, I've heard people over the years, I'm sorry guys, it's usually you, it's usually men who say, I will never get professional Christian counseling. I don't need it. Meanwhile, you know, the guy's marriage is like weather channel footage of a tornado going through Dallas. <laughs> I don't need it. I'm not going. Meanwhile, that person, that one, is receiving unchristian counsel every day of his life from ungodly friends, family, and social network people in his life. We are, we are all receiving counsel. The question I want to ask you, and you just answered this yourself, who are you receiving counsel from? Who are you being counseled by? If you follow social media influencers... You're being counseled. Oh, there are so many. There are so many 
influencers out there. Some are good, some are godly, some are not. But they're out there, and every time you subscribe to them and listen to them, you're not signing up for a counseling session, but you are getting a direct download from their worldview, from their way of seeing the world. Sexual advice, relational advice, financial advice, and more. And listen, I will allow just about anyone speak to my head. If I go get my car repaired, and I've done this in other cities, thank God I have a godly car repair man here. But in other places, if, you can, if, you, if you're an expert in the area, you can speak to my head. But I do not allow just anyone to speak to my heart. You can speak to me about my repairs, my car repairs, but I do not let anyone speak to me, just anyone speak to me about the condition of my soul. You've got to be so careful who you allow into your heart, who you allow to speak into your soul, because your heart is the seat of your life. Your soul is the seat of who you are. It is your very life, and from it flows who you are. How many of y'all know we have to guard? We have to protect what comes in, what comes in our eye gates and ear gates. We have to be so careful, don't we? But oftentimes we're not, and I'm not judging anybody. I'm not thinking about anybody in particular except everybody that's on social media. You need to go check and see who you're following because write this down, whoever feeds you, leads you. Who's ever feeding you information, feeding you advice, feeding you counsel, if, if maybe you don't realize it, that person is leading you, influencing you. Watch this, either in the way of godliness, either toward God or away from God. It's just that simple according to Psalm 1. Are y'all with me? Yeah. Amen. We got to be so careful about this. We think, well, you know, it doesn't really matter. You know, I'm strong enough. I'm good. I, I can handle, I can handle this. Per- I can handle what this person is saying. Listen to me carefully. There are only two forms of counsel in this world, godly counsel and ungodly counsel. Maybe today, just maybe, maybe your marriage is in trouble because you have been getting counsel from the wrong source. And by the way, one of the worst, one of the worst that you can actually draw from is your own, <laughs> your own thinking, your own head, your own heart. Man, I, how about, I, I can get so lost in my own head, lost in my own heart, I can look within. People say, well, just look within, find yourself. Jesus says, if you, you, gotta, you gotta lose, you gotta lose your life to find it. Yeah, yeah. And listen, my heart, Yes, it's regenerated, but my heart is not perfect. And if I consult with just myself and my own thinking, man, that's a dangerous thing to do. And how many of y'all know we all need people around us, the golly around us, who can help us get our stinking thinking right when we're off, get back on course. It's not something we can do on our own. But we walk not. Come on, church. We walk not. Lo, halach. We walk not in the counsel of the wicked. We walk not. We, we do not stand in the way of sinners. We do not sit in the seat of scoffers. In other words, there's something about us as the people of God who are so, so zealous to preserve our happiness that we will be very careful about who speaks into our soul. Because I don't know about y'all. I'm like this. Devil, I'm not going to let you spoil what God has done in me. It's too precious. It's too good. It's too sacred. It's too holy. The psalmist says, blessed is the one 
who walks not, lohala, walks not, who stands not in the way of sinners, with sinners, who does not sit in the seat and in the place of scoffers. Blessed is the one who is so guarded and so careful. As far as I can see, this is my own experience, and I've counseled many others. It is impossible for you and me to live the life God's called us to live, to prosper in the way he's called us to prosper if we are regularly walking with, standing with, and sitting with the ungodly. I've never seen someone prosper who consults with the world on a regular basis. If you want to be like the world, consult with the world. If you want to be transformed by the word, then you need to get in the word. If you want your mind transformed and renewed, don't go to the ways of the world. Don't go to the ways from below. Access the ways from on high. How many of y'all know God's ways are higher? They are better. His word renews. His word empowers. His word will transform you if that word is in you. What do you do with those ungodly influences in your life? I know some of you are like, well, I work. I mean, they're all around. I can't quit my job. Maybe you'd like to. Listen to me carefully. Don't judge them. Don't judge the sinners. Don't judge the wicked. Don't judge them. Don't hate them. Don't mock them. But certainly don't allow yourselves to be led by them. So love them, but don't be led by them. Love them. Love them. Witness to them, but don't be led by them. Come on, y'all. You're called to a higher way of living. You're called to prosper in your soul. And it's impossible to do that when you're walking closely with the wicked in their counsel. But if you're happy and you know it, you're going to seek advice from another source. That's what the psalmist says. Let's look at this. We'll get ready to close here in a minute. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law, what does he do? What is it? What's it say? He meditates. How often? When? Day and night. So you, you don't walk, you don't stand, you don't sit with the wicked. Instead, you delight. You delight in the law of the Lord. Now, just to be clear, write this down. The law of the Lord is essentially the instruction of the Lord. It's the, it's the totality of all God's instructions to you in the Bible. Yes, the law of Moses, but the psalmist is speaking of all of God's instruction. Blessed is the one who walks not, but delights in the law of the Lord. Now listen carefully so there's no misunderstanding. As Christians, we do not depend on the law of Moses, do we? We don't depend on it. We're not under it. As believers, we do not depend on the law. Listen carefully. We depend on Christ. But if we depend on Christ and delight in Christ, Jesus is the word who came from heaven to the earth. If we delight in him, then we will delight in what he says. Is this making sense? So that he's saying that we are called to delight in God's instruction, all of it, from the beginning to the end. We're to delight in what Jesus says. I love reading the Bible. I love reading it aloud and hearing God speak. I love this word because I know who it comes from and I know what it does in my life. How about y'all? The word, the, the instruction of the Lord, the Torah, the overall 
instruction of God to us. Blessed is the one who delights in it, even when you don't understand it, you go after it again. Uh, Shane Pruitt said this the other day, uh, an influencer. He said that we expect our, our kids to learn geometry, algebra, history, literature. Baby, go, go do well in school. We give them the resources. Hey, go, 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 go make great grades and make something of yourself. We say that to kids and we expect something from our kids. But shouldn't we expect the same when it comes to the things of the word? Hey, excel in algebra, excel in history, excel in academics. But shouldn't we as disciples, those who are under the, the, the authority of Christ, being educated by him, shouldn't we love to learn words like justification and sanctification and adoption and predestination? And at first those words are like, whoa, big words. Listen, lean in, embrace what the Bible says. God gave those words to you and me for a reason. There's meat, there's substance, there's life-changing power in it. Are y'all with me? So if you're here at Midtown, you've been here long enough, now I'm going to challenge you to grow. I'm going to use some big words. Let's grow in this thing together. Let's delight, not just in the word, but in the process of becoming more like Jesus as we learn the word. Y'all want to do that? Let's, Let's do that. The blessed person meditates, not just delights in, but meditates on the word day and night. The word meditate, it means... Something like to ponder, to ponder over again and again and again. It also has this idea, conveys this idea of, uh, of muttering, muttering. So let, let me give you an example. I heard this said years ago. It's kind of like meditation is kind of like, well, it involves ingestion, digestion, and regurgitation. Come on, Cajuns. When you ate a big old thing of gumbo too late at night, you ingested it, you digested it in the middle of the night, you got some heartburn, you regurgitated maybe some of it. <laughs> see, see, meditation's like that. So you, you get the word, you receive the word, you read the word, not just in the morning, but often as you can throughout the day, you ingest it, you digest it, And then you regurgitate, and it comes back out of you. The word comes in you, but then you speak the word, and the word comes out of you. Now, with food, it always tastes better the first time, right? But with the word of God, it gets better and better and better. Every time you ingest, digest, and regurgitate, it comes back up, it comes back out, and it gets sweeter and better over the course of your life. Meditation is like that. Come on, y'all. Are y'all serious about God? then we must be serious about his word. You say, what's the big deal about his word? Well, listen carefully. And I could have made a list a mile long, but in short, the word saves us. The word keeps us. The word cleans us. The word cuts us. The word teaches us. It corrects us, trains us, and ultimately, thank God, it reveals God to us. Jesus is the word who came from heaven to the earth. And Jesus said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. How many of y'all know the word was important to Jesus? Because Jesus was the word. God's words, the Father's words, his words. And if Jesus is important to you and to me, then his words 
should be treasure to us. More than Pastor Scott's words, which hopefully my words and God's words, I'm trying to help you understand his words. Man doesn't live by one-liners alone, though I give you those. But by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God, every word that comes forth from his mouth through his prophets in Scripture, that's how we live. There's sustenance in it for our souls. And let me give you a big truth. It is impossible to grow in your relationship with the Lord apart from his word. That's a big statement right there. But that's a true statement. You can't know God apart from his word. You can't know what he expects apart from his word. You can't know what he delights in apart from his word. The only way we can know what pleases him the only way that we can actually know him is through his word. And isn't Jesus beautiful? He came from heaven to the earth and he was God in the flesh. But Jesus opened up a window of revelation. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the, the father. In this new year. I want to challenge you, big time challenge here, to get into the Word, to delight in the Word, to meditate on it day and night. Whatever 2023 looked like, it's gone. This is a new year. Come on, y'all. Let's make a commitment together. Even if this is your first time to even come to church, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. The word is for you. From the youngest to the oldest, the richest to the poorest, it's for everyone who will believe. And if you get in it, it'll get in you and it will change your life. Won't it, y'all? Come on. Those of you who know it from experience. But I love how the psalmist puts it. Let me wrap up by saying this. Verse 3. The one who delights in God's, let's say this, word. Who meditates on it day and night. He is like, oh, I love this, a tree planted by streams of water. That yields its fruit in its season. And its leaf does not wither in all that he does, say it with me, y'all. That's not Joel Osteen. He prospers. How many of y'all want to prosper? Boy, nobody. I'm going to another church. How many of y'all want to prosper? I know you do. I'm messing with you. How many of y'all want to prosper? We can prosper. From the inside out, we can prosper. Right now, picture yourself as a tree. Planted in the desert. Picture yourself right now. Picture a tree planted in the desert. No streams, no water, no life-giving sustenance, just sand, heat, it's dry. Just you and a bunch of dirt and sand. And picture that tree drying up and withering. That's a picture. That's a picture of the wicked. That's a picture of the people who don't have their roots sunk in 
the life-giving streams of living water that flow from God. Picture yourself. Picture that person dried up. You feel dried up today? It can be dried up for a lot of reasons. It doesn't mean you're wicked. Maybe it just means you've been... <laughs> You've been connected to the wrong source. You're really a Christian, but you've been getting more of your information and counsel from the world than you have from the Word. Listen, the world will dry you up. At the end of the day, self-help talks will dry you up and leave you with no real spiritual sustenance. Some of you are dried up because you, you've just been so busy. I, I, I've been there. Boy, we can get busy going here, going there. I've been hitting this almost every weekend now for actually the whole month so far that I've preached. Make it your goal to be at church every Sunday. Pastor Scott, what about vacation? Go on vacation. I'm going on one. I'm going to miss a Sunday. You're going to miss every now and then. I want to challenge you to be in this place every single Sunday that you can. If you work, I get it. But don't let hunting season, don't let I'm busy, don't let things from the world distract you from the word. I don't know who's doing this, but I want to do this. No condemnation, but be in church Every Sunday, get in your small group that's coming up. Be with the people of God. Sink your roots into life-giving streams so that you can receive the life-giving power of God so that in the new year, you can be like a tree that bears fruit in its season. You're like the tree whose leaf does not wither. In all that you do, you'll prosper. What I want you to be at church and in your small group and in the word because I want you to prosper in your soul. I want you to prosper in your life in every area. When you sink your roots into the word, that life-giving stream produces life. When it's believed, life. It produces peace. I have places in my Bible, my copy, my paper copy, where I've circled verses and passages over the years that I have stood on. Lord, I'm dry. I'm going through a difficult season. But Lord, your word is true no matter what season I'm going through. Listen to me carefully. It might be dry all around you, circumstantially right now. It might be dry relationally all around you. But thank God he has provided a stream of living water by the Holy Spirit and the word of God. Then no matter what you're walking through today, you can sink your roots down into that water and receive life and refreshment. I pray all goes well with you circumstantially, but in this new year, I pray that you would sink your roots into the water, into the streams of the living God, and receive that power in your life. And as you do, you will bear fruit. 
One very popular preacher said, God hasn't called us to be faithful. He's called us to be fruitful. And I said, actually, if you're faithful, you will be fruitful. Come on, don't, don't, don't chase after fruitfulness in itself. Chase after God. Be faithful to him. Jesus said, he's divine. We're the branches. If we remain in him, he'll remain in us. And we will bear fruit and fruit that lasts. You want to bear fruit this year? Stay connected to Jesus. The word remain in me, that word remain, may know it means stay at home. In John 15, Jesus is saying, you're going to have a lot of of temptations to chase after this source and that source, Jesus said, remain in me, remain in me. Stay at home in relationship with me. Listen, make up your mind this year, every day, that you are going to stay in relationship with the Lord. Other people are gonna try to pull you away, but you say, no, I am the happy, blessed man or woman of God. I'm staying right here. This is the source of my blessing. He is the one who makes my soul glad. I'm not following in that path because that path leads to destruction. Jesus, I'm staying at home with you and your word. And as you do, the power and the life-giving sustenance of his word from the vine flows into us, the branches. And then the character and the mind and the will of Christ flows through our veins, gives life to our bodies, and we manifest him everywhere we go. I'm talking about you prospering spiritually in this new year. I pray that your leaf does not wither. And I pray all that fruit that the Bible promises will manifest this year. Hey, by the way, it says in its season. Just because you plant something, you can plant something today, it doesn't mean it's going to grow overnight. How many of y'all know that's how it is with the Word? You can plant, you plant the seed of the Word, you get the Word. It doesn't necessarily manifest above the, the surface overnight, but in time, right? Some of you have been reading the Word for a while, and you say, I, I, I'm, not seeing, I'm not seeing the results. Listen, like a good farmer, wait patiently, because when the word is received and believed, it gets into the soil of your life, and then in due season, that word will spring up and will produce a harvest in your life, so don't give up, keep coming to church, keep reading the Bible, I promise God's word works, but it's in his time, not ours, are y'all receiving this today? That's what I want you to know. Here's what I want you to do, then we're done. First of all, if you don't have a Bible reading plan, get one. And you can actually go to this QR code. You can scan this. You can go to my Instagram page. If you're not on Instagram, we have paper copies of a Bible reading plan right out here at the welcome desk. Go there. The link is in my bio. Get a Bible reading plan. Get one. And, and, and you can download this one. There are others you can get online. You can scan it right now. Pull out your phone. Go right there. Get a Bible reading plan. I know we're almost to February. It's okay. We don't have to be legalistic about it. Start the plan perhaps in February. And it will walk you through a Bible reading schedule for the whole year. A, a little bit every day goes a long way if it's read and believed. How many of y'all done this before? You've read the Bible through in a year. If you haven't, no harm, no foul. I want to challenge you 
in the new year to get this plan and get in the word. You say, Pastor Scott, that's so challenging. I know. But if it doesn't challenge you, it won't change you. I want to challenge you. Get in the word. Read it. Meditate on it. And be changed forever by it. Secondly, then we're done. Scan this. This next QR code. Our Savior's College is hosting night classes at the Lafayette campus starting Tuesday. This coming Tuesday. Listen, we've got right around 150 people already signed up. Tuesday nights, two hours. Child care is provided. I'm going to take, there's so much more to say. So I'm going to say it in our Bible school. The first class I'm going to teach is spiritual formation. If you want to prosper in your soul and be more like Jesus and grow in this new year, this first class, it is for you. But I'm going to teach Christian doctrine. I'm going to teach you the gospel of John. I'm going to teach church history. I'm going to teach leadership. I'm going to teach anything and everything I can find to help you go to the next level in your walk with Jesus. Y'all ready to do that? You can scan this now. It'll take you to the page. If you go to OurSaviorsCollege.com, there's a place at the top of the page where you can register for the night classes. Register. Get involved. Come be a part. Let's grow. Let's learn together. And as we do, we'll be like the blessed man, the blessed person that the psalmist describes. Are y'all ready to prosper in this new year? Are y'all ready? Let's stand to our feet right now. Lord, thank you. Come on, let's lift our hands. Lord, thank you for your word. Come on, let's lift our hands. Come on, I didn't preach that long. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for my friends here, God. Lord, thank you for their willingness to grow and to learn. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you would give us a hunger for your word. Come on, lift your hands high. If you don't have it today, maybe you don't have the taste buds. Maybe you're just not that hungry. Just confess it and say, Lord, I'm not, but I want to be. Lord, I pray that you would give us a supernatural hunger for your word. Let us be people of your word. And so, Father, I pray that as we read, as we meditate, as we delight in your word in this new year, Father, I pray. I pray that you would speak to us. I pray, God, that you would change us. Lord, I pray that you would reveal, God, through your word, Jesus to us in this new year. Father, thank you for my friends. Bless them. May they prosper in all that they do. Lord, may we be like that tree in Psalm 1. We thank you for your word. We receive it today, and we do so in the name of the Father, the Son, and the all-abiding Holy Spirit. And all God's people said, amen. 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 Wasn't that an amazing word?